0: 3am tales of terror contains explicit content listener discretion is advised welcome to 3am tales of terror where we tell you stories of the paranormal i'm your host jamie and i'm your co-host charlie and in today's episode, we're gonna be telling you quite the story of the Hoya Bachu Forest in Cluj, Napoca, Romania. I'm sure a few of you have probably heard of this before. So the way that this story is gonna be laid out is we tell you we're gonna tell you a little bit about the background of it. And then I found a story from Reddit that is quite lengthy and it also has some choice language in it. And I tried to take as much out as possible, but I didn't want to take too much out, and take away from the emotion in the story. So, if you have little ones that listen along with you, I would probably close their ears when we get to talking about the story from Reddit because, it like I said, it does it's have some, quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> and I took a lot out. When I was reading it, I took a lot of, like, unnecessary F-bombs out. So, I mean, I did my best, but I didn't want to take away too much, so... But yeah. to get started on the background, are you ready to get started on the now background? let's jump in. Okay. we got a long one today. Yeah, we do have a long one today, so. <laughs> okay. The Hoya Bocci Forest is located on the outskirts of Cluj-Napoca on the northern border of Romania. It spans across 250 hectares, or 617 acres, of Transylvania and is considered one of the most haunted places on the planet because of strange paranormal phenomena that is consistently reported. The Hoya Forest is often referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania, as it is said to be inhabited by the devil in person, by ghosts, and perhaps even aliens. The forest gained notoriety around the 1960s when biologist Alexandru Sift photographed a flying object in the sky above the forest. After this incident, other inexplicable inexplicable events soon followed, including the disappearance of a shepherd and his 200 sheep, which were never found again, and the disappearance of a five-year-old girl who later reappeared five years later, wearing the same clothes and without having even aged a day. A woman also disappeared after a long time with a 15th century coin in her pocket, who then reappeared in the forest with the same 15th century coin in her pocket. There have also been many first-hand reports from people who have entered the forest only to come out with burns, severe rashes, headaches, and high fever, which they did not have before. Some studies have revealed higher than usual radioactivity produced by natural uranium present in the subsoil.
1: Even the Hoya forest trees themselves hold an enigma. Even the Hoya forest trees themselves hold an enigma as these 200-year-old trees seem to be young, and most of them are twisted at the trunk or unusual in shape. Most of the paranormal activity seems to be concentrated in a particular part of the forest which is free of vegetation and formed into a perfect circle. The soil of this vegetation-free area has been tested and no anom- anomalies were found that would prevent the growth of any plant life. There are also stories of alien sightings in the Hoyabachu Forest. Actually, the forest first became famous in 1968 when military technician Emil Barnia was out in the forest with his girlfriend and a few friends. It was a sunny August afternoon and his girlfriend told him that she saw something weird. He walked over to where she was standing and he saw it too, a shining silver disc in the sky. Luckily, he had his camera with him, and before the object bolted away, he was able to capture four photos. The four of them only saw the UFO for about two minutes, but Barnia then developed his film and his pictures live on.
0: I'm definitely going to be looking up those pictures. Yes. I did not see them. Like, I, I guess I just didn't, like, look them up when I was, re- when I was reading over, um, researching it and stuff, but I will definitely try and find them and put them on our social media when this episode drops if I find them, for sure. Yeah, they definitely got to be out there. Oh yeah, somewhere. Because that just sounds sketchy. (laughs) Barnia's photos were published in local papers, so obviously they're somewhere to be found. And many people were very skeptical. Some said it was probably a couple weather balloons shot in odd circumstances or odd lighting. Investigators looked into weather balloons, blimps, or anything else that might have been in the sky at in that area on that day, but nothing could be found to explain the photos. The photo negatives were also examined to see if Barnia had altered the images, but no evidence of tampering could be found. Still other strange events have occurred in this forest. Many people who walk in just for a quick scare walk out with unexplainable symptoms. People claim that as soon as they walk in, they suffer from severe anxiety and feel like there is somebody watching them. Others walk out with scratches or bruises having no idea where they came from some people believe that the forest is haunted by peasants who were murdered there a long time ago the forest holds a lot of history as there is evidence of a settlement there dating all the way back to the neolithic period evidence suggests that people originally settled there in 6500 bc making it the oldest settlement in all of romania who knows how many people have lived and died in that area that is now the hoia forest i personally (laughs) I don't think i could go here and walk into the forest simply because one i'd be scared i'd never come out and two if if they walk if if somebody say like with out anxiety now i know me and you both have like bad anxiety so like <laughs> if we were to walk in there i can only imagine the type of like how bad it would be the type of attack we would be having like ah it would probably be so debilitating i don't think we could do it
1: <laughs> yeah, i'd like to think i could right but- But I also am smart enough to know, like... From the information we're gonna get... (laughs) Yeah. Probably not the brightest idea. No. So ghosts and other sightings of paranormal activity have been spotted here, too. Sometimes people hear voices in the forest, giggles of women, or screams of young girls. People have also heard the sounds of deer or horse hooves, even when there are none to be seen. Some see orbs floating near the trees, or they will take photos, and when they look at the photos, faces or orbs that were not seen in person are seen in the photos. Occasionally, people see faces right in front of them with their naked eye. Sometimes people see glowing green eyes staring at them from a distance.
0: I would not- Okay, we've already talked about- uh like glowing red eyes what was it um gosh what story was it
1: the devil's tramping ground
0: no well i'm sure it was in that too but um that w- the bell witch yes yeah so we've already talked about beady red eyes and stuff like looking at you from like you know the bell witch episode but like i don't green know eyes. green eyes
1: Ooh. it's kind of creepier makes me think of aliens
0: yeah which i guess holds true to the ufo you know theories and stories from there
1: yeah maybe that's why they have that circular area of no vegetation
0: right right it's a spaceship landing right just like the devil's tramping ground ooh yeah. spooky so now we're going to get into the story that i found on reddit it's a first encounter tale of someone who is known as not he's he's anonymous and his friends James and Daniel so we have James and Daniel and then anonymous so and we're going to be reading from his the anonymous teller's point of view. So, and in this story, like I said, I'm going to put another reminder up top. There is some choice language in the story. But as I said, I don't want to not, I didn't want to not put it in here because it takes away from the emotion, I feel like. Um, And also the way that we're going to be reading this story is we're going to go back and forth like normal, but we're not stopping. We will not be stopping to conversate. I just, we're going to get through the story so that way you guys can get the emotion and get everything that happened because this story is wild <laughs> very wild so we're just gonna we we sectioned it out we're gonna read back and forth but we're not gonna stop and conversate during it so all right there were three of us that night james daniel and i we had spent an entire month planning our holiday in the Hoyabachu forest We read stories upon stories regarding the paranormal shit that has occurred within the locality, and we somehow considered it as a fascinating idea to venture out there as a camp out experience. I was nervous nevertheless, but it didn't intimidate me whatsoever. And there were also three of us. Nothing could go wrong, as I thought. It was a four hour long ride full of energy drinks, obnoxiously loud rock music, and continuous reminiscing about the stupidest of shit from the past. We were hyped, just purely pumped for the night ahead. Daniel was a persuasive guy and somehow managed to acquire a rifle from his Romanian buddy before we left. We were foreigners, Americans to be exact, but I didn't mind. I felt safer with it, especially with all the spooky shit I've read on the internet prior to even coming here.
1: So starting at 5 p.m., Matt, are you all right back there? You haven't spoken since we left the highway, James asked, sitting in the passenger seat, turning his head to face me. I yawned, just really tired, didn't sleep well last li- last night, you know truthfully i was tremendously anxious but i didn't want to seem like a baby so i kept my head cool my mouth shut and didn't say a word about the nightmares i had experienced that kept me up endlessly throughout the night regarding that i also had a little voice in my head saying this is a bad fucking idea but i didn't allow this to stop me the fear the suspense the thrill the creepy stories i could one day tell my kids it was all worth it so i continued to be silent 532 daniel park there James pointed to an open plot of land edging the dense forest conveniently. "'Gotcha,' he acknowledged as he pulled in. "'We stayed parked momentarily, debating on whether we were to deploy our camp here or move further into the woods. "'If we put our shit here, we'll be closer to the truck if we need to leave quickly,' Daniel insisted. "'Yeah, but what the fuck is going to happen when there's three guys and a gun? We'll be fine if we went in,' James argued. They both turned, regarding me as an official tide pusher. "'We go big or we go home, right?' let's just go in, but close enough to the truck just in case we need to sprint back, I answered boldly. They nodded in agreement, and thus we journeyed inward. I tailed behind Daniel with the rifle holstered on his shoulder and an arm full of supplies. I had the tent with me, and James wandered behind me with the cooler in hand and our machetes. Once we declared that we were far enough in, we dropped our stuff and began unpacking the tent and bags for the night ahead. This, this isn't so bad, I thought. There was nothing frightening at all. The woods felt like woods. Nothing more, nothing less. Although it was still day out, but I was at ease. 8 p.m.
0: Hours went by as it continued to transcend into darkness. We were beginning to run low on wood, thus James and Daniel decided it'd be a good plan to explore the area for firewood. I volunteered to guard the camp from any wildlife or any drunk locals that stumbled by and wanted our shit. The moment these two vanished from my sight, things got weird and unsettling. I felt the chills slither up my spine as I sat there, alone on my own. I don't know how to explain it. It's like what primal humans felt thousands of years ago. That instinctive hunting shit that you felt whenever a predator was watching you. That's what it felt like, and I didn't like it. Then some ungodly screech started laughing from within the woods. It sounded like a human or some fucking fucked up creature mixed with another animal just laughing in a screech. I stood up, knocking the chair onto the ground behind me, standing there, clenching my machete for dear life, aimlessly looking for the source. I shook, breathing heavily out of fear, tears forming from my eyes. I was fucking terrified. It kept screeching for several minutes until it suddenly just stopped. James and Daniel arrived shortly after with the firewood and a necklace they had found while lurking around. Hey, got you a gift, James laughed as he held up an old wooden cross necklace. Put that the fuck away, I retorted. Who the fuck was making that noise? Which one of you? I shouted at both of them, stuttering in fear. Whoa, man, what the hell happened while we were gone? Daniel asked, gesturing for me to lower the machete. I started mumbling, fumbling on words as I was desperately trying to describe what I heard. I... I don't I don't I don't know. It was some sort of screeching, like like a human mixed with some sort of thing. It it went on and on and on and on. James's facial expression changed, as did Daniel's. Are you sure it wasn't just some animal or something, man? James asked. What the fuck animal laughs like a human for several minutes straight, nonstop. I was panicked. I was so scared, I cannot control my anger. I think we should just chill here instead. Daniel suggested with an uneasy, nervous
1: smile. 9 p.m. We tried to laugh again, but each of us had a sense of fear installed within. We sat around the fire, talking with a calmness, a calmness that is never heard, unless something fucks with an individual mentally. We decided that we would not leave the camp without all of us together, nor without the gun with us at all times. James, you still have that necklace? I asked out of curiosity. Yeah, it's right here, he replied, tugging it out of his coat pocket, gradually handing it to me. The wood was unlike any other. It felt unworldly to me, and the design of it didn't resemble any other type of cross I've seen. It was shaped kind of fucked up, like the ends were purposely split, with weird lines engraved in it. Where did you even find this thing, I asked, examining every detail upon the mysterious item. Six minutes out from here, it was next to a stack of lumber. I stopped him mid-sentence. What the hell do you mean, a stack of lumber? Unsettled by this, unmentioned detail. Daniel turned to him too, as if he wasn't aware of this. James sighed heavily. We were out. I found the stack, and I thought it'd be easier than spending the time to find the pieces individually, so I just took it with us, along with the necklace. I stared at the cross as he spoke, noticing one eerie detail about the rope. Is that human hair? I uttered, looking down upon it in my hand. Holy shit, Daniel shouted. Throw that thing in the fire. I jerked up and tossed it into the burning flames. What the hell? I crackled in fear. I began shivering as I realized how much of a mistake this was. 12 a.m. Hours went by. Tensions were high as
0: we struggled to comprehend how fucked up everything was. We all sat from across each other so we could see what was behind each of us as a defensive measure. We continued drinking. Hopefully it would ease our anxieties, but the more we lingered, the more shit got freakier. The woods began whispering to us. Faintly, though, like you couldn't hear it until you were extremely silent, but it was enough to freak us out. ''Daniel, you have your speaker with you, right?'' James asked. Daniel smiled. ''Yeah, yeah, I do.'' He took it from his bag and connected it to his iPod. ''Anything in particular?'' he asked nervously. ''Anything.'' James and I said at the same time, hoping to drown out the whispers with music. ''The fuck?'' Daniel frowned. ''What's wrong?'' I asked, peering over his iPod. ''Nothing's working on it,'' he said, frustrated. Suddenly, the whispers began playing through the speaker, louder and louder, damaging the speaker's audio to the point of static, mixed with those ungodly whispers. "'Shit, turn that off!' James shouted. Daniel looked frightened beyond belief. "'It won't stop!' James stood up violently and took the speaker from Daniel's hands and slammed it into the ground, smashing it with his stomps. "'Fucking stop!' he screamed as he began jabbing the little box with the machete until finally rendering it destroyed." He stood there, breathing heavily, afraid, and obviously startled. "'I think we should just go,' I spoke up. They both looked at me. "'Do you know how dark it is?' James laughed nervously. "'We'll get lost trying to get out. Besides, man, there's
1: only a few more hours until the sun comes up.'" 12.42 a.m. The fire was dying, as was our fearlessness from earlier. "'We need wood soon,' Daniel whispered in a soft voice. James spoke up quickly. I'll do it. It was my fault that this shit is happening to us. Whoa, that's not a good idea, I concluded. Yeah, and I also have to take a piss, too. Trust me, I'll be fine. Daniel handed out the rifle for him to take. If you're going, take the rifle, at least, he urged. James nodded and began walking into the unknown with his flashlight beaming into the void. 106 AM. Where
0: is he? Daniel questioned, his foot tapping anxiously against the ground with his machete in his lap. "'Yeah, he should be back,' I speculated. "'We both hollered out into the darkness repeatedly, "'James! James!' "'We both turned on our flashlights, scanning the area "'until finally he appeared from out of the dark "'with a grin on his face "'holding a large stack of wood in his arms. "'You all right?' I asked. "'You were out there for a while.' "'He coughed, got lost. "'Where's your light at?' Daniel noticed. "'Tripped on a log. Broke it, I think. "'Get your ass over here then. The fire's gonna die.' He began lumbering forward with a slight limp to his step and a monotonous stare in his eye. He began setting the pieces of wood one by one next to the fire. Daniel and I stared at each other for a moment, then glared back at James. Hey, Matt, want to help me fix the tent? I think we didn't put the stakes in right. I quickly followed him as James continued to place each wood individually upon one another with full concentration, staring expressionless at the ground. As soon as Daniel and I were behind the tent, he began whispering, "'What the fuck?' "'That's not James,' he nervously held his hand to his head. "'It is. It has to be. He tripped, remember? He probably just fucked up his head. Or he's probably stupidly drunk,' I tried to reassure. "'Bro, do you see him? That stare? The way he's placing the wood down? James would have just plopped it on the ground without a care.' I could see the terror in his eyes as he tried to remain calm."
1: We need to get the rifle back from him, he whispered. Yeah, we should, I concurred. We silently tiptoed to the edge of the tents and watched James. He stood there, motionless, except for the occasional twitch to his torso. Then he began chuckling as he stared into the endless void. Daniel and I stepped back quickly and just stared at each other in utter shock. We hesitated on what to do. Until finally, I made the dreaded decision to speak up. Hey, buddy, we're done. You all right over there? We heard the quick rustling of clothing, and right before us, he stood there, grinning. Yeah, I was remembering a joke. Ha ha, good times. I forced myself to smile, despite the unsettling feeling I felt within my gut. Moments later, we all began to sit down again, forcing small talk among ourselves. Daniel and I spoke the most, as James sat there, studying us, as if for the first time. Hey, James, where's your jacket? Daniel asked. Dropped it when I fell, he replied calmly, with a weird, twisted grin, as if he didn't know what the emotion meant. The gun was leaning beside the log next to him. "'Oh, there's dirt on it,' Daniel proclaimed. "'I should clean it.' He smiled nervously. James simply stared at him, which lingered for several seconds until he smiled and said, "'Okay.'" 5 a.m.
0: We stayed awake the entire time. Daniel and I were silent for most of the night, full alert in the tent writing notes to one another as James proceeded to guard the camp outside from animals every 30 minutes or so we'd hear a chuckle that lasted for several minutes until he choked and began making fucked up gargling sounds we hid the machete from it in case it got any ideas to attack us daniel poked his head out of the tent quietly watching as whatever the fuck it was twitching again staring at the forest we're awake daniel announced as he emerged from the tent it quickly stopped twitching and began picking up the wood from the ground just gathering firewood it laughed almost the same identical laugh from yesterday when i was alone my heart sunk in my chest daniel and i had begun packing everything up we sent it into the woods to gather up more firewood what the fuck do we do do we take it with us i asked daniel started whispering in frustration no it can't come back it's going to kill us don't you understand it killed james it took his body that's not our friend he turned the corner of the tent and waved me over do you see that Gesturing to a torn up piece of cloth, stained in red. What is that? I asked. It was his jacket, he shouted. It began walking back into the campsite, again with more wood and a dead rabbit, torn to shreds, half eaten, and tucked within his belt. His expressionless face, coated in blood, smiled, remains of white fur and gore entangled between his teeth. "'Got food while I was out. You want some?' he offered. "'No, thank you, James. We already ate,' I smiled. He stood there silently for several seconds until he replied once more with his fucked-up, twisted
1: smile and his bullshit, "'Okay!' 5.42 a.m. Everything was packed and ready to go. We had to find a way to distract him long enough for us to flee. Daniel nudged me as we were leaning against the truck, watching it. "'Ideas?' he asked. "'Why not just drive off now?' I suggested.' "'Cause we don't know what the fuck it can do. "'Do you know how fast it is? "'If we just hop in the truck, it'll rush up, "'break the windshield, and kill us both,' he whispered. "'I stood quiet momentarily, "'thinking of a plan to finally rid ourselves of this... thing. "'Hey, James, we need firewood for the car. "'Mind getting some?' "'He smiled with blood stained across his sickly pale cheeks. "'Sure!' As soon as he vanished, we quickly hopped inside the truck and began turning out of the plot that edged the forest. We began driving slowly on the road, checking our surroundings, until it came back, standing from afar, smiling, and ambling towards the truck. "'Fucking go, Daniel!' I shouted. He slammed his foot into the pedal, accelerating down the dirt road at full force. The whispers started playing once more on the truck's radio. It started to run with its hands to its sides, screeching as we drove away. It smiled as it screeched, fucking smiling. Luckily, the truck was too quick for whatever it was, but we were safe as soon as the whispers died from the radio. We finally made it out onto the highway and began hauling ass to the nearest city. Daniel and I were safe. We never spoke of what happened to James, our friend. He really had no family nor friends besides Daniel and I, so no one would question his disappearance, but we vowed to never return to that forest again. Never, never go to Hoyapache Forest. Sometimes I wonder what it's doing there, if it still has his body twitching and smiling as it wanders aimlessly into the dark. I wonder if it remembers our faces, too. There were three of us that night, James, Daniel, and I. Gosh. This story, man. So, I had chills reading that, because this was my first time reading it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, how did you research this oh
0: gosh okay so first of all i found it on reddit like i said and i was reading it and i was like okay this is good like this is like good to tell and i just want to like i want to go back like to the beginning like the okay why why would you pick up i don't care you don't mess with like anything weird like that you don't mess with trinkets so the the cross necklace i was like
1: what are you doing and then they burned it
0: yeah even worse it's like uh, oh my god, I don't, uh, I don't know, this, yeah, this story really messed me up, because I was like, and I was reading it late at night, because we were playing games, and I was like, oh my god, I found this story, and it's really scary, what was it, I was reading it, and Will was in chat, and he screamed, and I jumped out of my seat, I was so scared, I was like, please do not scream, I am reading a scary story. This is the story that I was reading when he screamed in chat, and I was yeah, like... Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I was going to die.
1: <laughs> so, how did you like it, though? Oh, my gosh. Um I'm kind of freaked out. I'm going to be thinking about this for a while. Probably. Yes. It's going to be lingering in my head. Yes, it definitely lingered with me, because I was like... What happened?
0: What happened to James? Like, I mean, obviously, he wasn't James when he
1: came back, right? Yeah. Like, Obviously and like they found his coat covered in blood
0: and then he comes back and he so Just, obviously he was the one who tore who tore the rabbit apart like what are you what happened you where's know where's his
1: like original body or is it like possessed in him i
0: guess it was possessed but like what possessed him you know
1: yeah like they talk about
0: aliens and ghosts not possessions no and ugh, me i don't know that's, But he... I mean, they were right. I mean, at least they had, like, the right instinct of, like, no, that is not James. We need to get the fuck out. They kept
1: very calm. Very like, calm. If you just walked up to me in the creepy forest eating a fucking rabbit. Yeah. Like, I'd be like just raw, just through the fur. Mm-mm. I'd lose my shit. Not, <laughs> even,
0: not even if you... If I saw you eating it. It's, it's the fact that he came back and he had the blood all over his mouth and the... the the fur in his teeth teeth and stuff and it's like oh my god what did you do yeah and he's like are you hungry like no thanks
1: fam we're good (laughs) i'd probably just shoot him right there yeah probably be a good idea man of course then the running like an animal but he's a human Uh,
0: ah yeah yeah behind the truck i was like oh god oh god God. just go just leave i mean they did the right thing I mean, I hate that it happened to him, but like, yeah. I mean, you got a GTFO and you got a GTFO, you know? Yes. So at least they were, they were calm and collected, but they were very, very aware. Like, and you know, the anonymous writer he knew going into this place to begin with that he was
1: having nightmares right he
0: was having nightmares and he knew all the stories about this place he knew about all the disappearances all the ufo sightings like he knew the history of this place pretty well so he knew like nah that was not james i mean you could tell when somebody like if somebody changes in demeanor or whatever
1: yeah if i started smiling you'd be freaked out (laughs) i don't smile that much (laughs) oh my god yeah very yeah pretty much or if i
0: was like i don't i don't know i don't even know it's
1: just freaky i don't know what to say other than freaky
0: yeah it is very freaky as they said fucked up yes like gosh and i i mean i hope you guys really enjoyed it and i if you did really enjoy it i will look into you know Finding more stories like this and maybe incorporating it yeah, into yeah, I really
1: liked how this read yeah,
0: not not maybe not all of the stories because I am I do really like you know reading the histories of stuff and uh you know just the residual hauntings or just the you know the hauntings that people know about and stuff so but definitely I I I for sure have tried to look for stories and stuff this is just the one that definitely popped up and I was like okay this is it yes so. I mean, I will definitely try to incorporate that in future stories stories like this because I think it was really cool. It made it even spookier. Yes. Gosh. Fear factor. Like, for sure. So my resources for this story was atlasobscura.com, mybestplace.com, and tourinromania.com. And like we always say, we put pictures and the websites on... We put pictures and the links on our website and you can find and you can go look up pictures and uh, you can go look up the pictures that we find and click on the links and they'll take you and you can read more about the stories if you want.
1: Yeah, I read the story again, you know.
0: Yeah. No, I don't have the link. I could probably put the link to this Reddit story on the website as well, just in case you wanted to go read it yourself. Um, Again, in your bed at night in the dark, if you're brave. 3 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) because I am not brave enough to do that (laughs)
1: as long as I'm not alone it'd be okay to read this
0: I don't know I've seen some I've I don't know there have been many nights where I like if I come across something like on TikTok because I watch like a lot of like like horror talks and stuff like that and I'll be like okay this is enough and I'll just put my phone down and cuddle up next to kenny and be like yeah save me i'm scared (laughs) so yeah no (laughs) but if you're brave enough you can read it on your own at night in the dark at 3 a.m if you want while listening to us yeah whatever (laughs) or if you're listening to this at 3 a.m when it drops yes whatever so (laughs) all right well like i said i hope you guys enjoyed this story and if you did if you liked this you know, this layout form that we did, the story, you know, reading a little bit of the history and then reading a story that I find online. Let us know and, you know, I'll try and incorporate it more in other stories.
1: Yeah, just let us know. We want your feedback. Yes, we we do. do.
0: Please. Any feedback at all, at all, we would appreciate. Any type of critique,
1: anything. So, okay. That's it for today. Thanks for coming to hang out with us and listening to our show. Don't forget, you can
0: find us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All the links can be found on our website, 3, the number 3, not the word, 3amtalesofterror.com. You can also subscribe with your email for updates there as well. If you have any questions for us or story ideas, you can email us at info at 3amtalesofterror.com.
1: We hope you'll join us next week. And And we hope you you were were terrified.
0: terrified.